Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get late time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi ho ho, it's me, Marty Bird, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby and Paul. Yo. Uh, we have a... It's a slow week. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Um, you know, I kind of predicted that this one was going to be a little bit of a slow week. Uh, just because we're kind of in between things. Um... We're actually going to finish uh, Saul and Atlanta for next week. Or, we're not going to finish Saul. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a mid-season finale, and it's going on hiatus for like a month and a half. So we'll talk about Saul next week and season three of Atlanta, uh, which has officially ended. um, But we had to finish Ozark today. So we'll be able to talk a little bit about the ending of Ozark. Um, but we will not be able to talk about uh, Atlanta or Saul, because Saul hasn't happened yet, and it still wouldn't have happened by the time this podcast comes out. True. So, but that's fine. Um, aside from that, it's been pretty slow. I have zero gaming news, which is Twice. shocking, I know. Um, I feel like um, announcements are going to be pretty slow until Summer Games Fest, which is June 9th. Um, so it's coming around the corner in a couple weeks. Um, you know, since E3 is dead, my theory is that Summer Games Fest is going to have a lot of the bigger titles this year, unless, you know, probably not anything Nintendo or PlayStation related, because they like to do their own things. Um, but Microsoft tends to be a little bit more liberal with who they choose to show their stuff. I liberal. I know. Um, But, you know, we'll we'll deal with that when we get there, but there was no gaming news. There was some stuff about the Unreal Engine 5 that happened, like some more tech demo things that happened this last week, but that's not really fun to talk about. Um, I guess if you're interested... It looks cool. So if you're interested in looking uh, at what games will look like in mm, five years, then you can... uh, look at those tech demos it's pretty impressive but i mean like i don't think the playstation 5 or the xbox 2 or whatever it's called will be able to uh handle the unreal engine 5 frankly a lot of high-end pcs aren't um or not higher end but mid to high end probably wouldn't be able to handle the unreal engine 5 so i guess we'll see that's what my prediction is that it's going to be like the next gen or maybe the one after that. Honestly, I think probably, I mean, it's not going to be many games, but probably in just like three years, maybe it might say using, I guess I don't know how long engine is taking, how far they've gone. I've literally only seen the previews, but yeah, I know unreal engine four was, Ooh, I don't remember when that was first getting demos, but I'd like to, been going for a while it's though. been going for a while so it's probably early 2010s they were doing like tech demo stuff mm-hmm. so we're getting unreal engine 5 now kind of i don't know if i don't know if dev kits are even out yet like these are all still like tech demos that epic is just doing so i don't know mm-hmm. um 
So it's probably over five years at this point. Because it takes that long to make a game, especially with graphics that look like the Unreal Engine 5. That's going to take like even yeah. longer than games today make or take. So we got some time, but uh, if you want to see what it'll look like in the future, then they're out. Um, but aside from that, there wasn't any huge releases, uh, no delays or anything, so that's exciting. Um, but we'll just move on. We have a lot of show news. Not Well, not a whole lot, but we got some um, things that got renewed, stuff that's in development, stuff that I'm particularly excited for. Um, Charlie Brooker's uh, modern masterpiece television show, Black Mirror, Season 6 is officially in development. Uh, yeah, so probably a year and a half from now. Maybe next winter we'll be getting Black Mirror Season 6. Unless it's just three episodes, then they might push that out in a year. I don't know. I feel like I can only handle three, so let's keep it yeah. up Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, like, starved for Black Mirror stuff. I... It's it's probably one of my favorite shows ever. Um, yeah, that show existed. It's been so long since it's it, <laughs> The last one was 2019, I think. Dang, that long? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. once COVID happened, Charlie Booker's like, I'm not going to make anything that's going to make people depressed. Oh. So he stopped. I mean, I guess. Yeah. So I get why he was doing it, but it was just like, I... I was very disappointed. <laughs> um, but I guess the hiatus is officially up. They're going to be making some new episodes. So that's exciting. Um, also, something that's been renewed, something we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen season three of this show. Um, but Barry has officially been renewed for season four. Um, th- season three is not even done yet. Um, I believe the season finale is on June 12th, which is about a month from now. Or, no, three weeks? I don't know. I don't know how time works. Um, but that's that's one of... It's a good show. I don't know if it's, like, one of my favorites, but it, it, it's a good uh, it's a good show. I'd highly recommend Barry. Um, I don't know if the new season's any good, though, because me and Baby have not watched any of it yet. Um, but we'll, we'll watch it when it comes out on June 12th. We'll just start watching all of them. Um, but that's it for news. I said it was a slow week and I had the most, uh, things for show and that was two things. I I know. Um, but I guess since we're talking about show news, we can talk about Ozark. Ozark season four, part two. We have officially finished the program. I guess the whole series at this point. I guess we can talk about the whole show. Um, I guess spoilers ahead for Ozark. Um, if you are interested in Ozark, uh, I guess short answer. If you've just happened across this podcast and have no idea what Ozark is, if you like things like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or... Narcos. I know it gets compared to Narcos a lot, but I've never seen Narcos. Um, but these kind of like crime dramas, there's like a family element to it. 
um, then you're probably going to like Ozark. It really streamlines the Breaking Bad formula. Um, so I think it's, I don't know if, I mean, it's probably just as good as Breaking Bad, honestly. Like, it kind of stuck the landing for me. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I would put it below Breaking Bad, but I think it's still very good. Breaking it's very Bad's good. a very high mark. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this show is definitely more stressful than Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. I feel like every time I'm watching this show, I'm going to have an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Breaking yeah. Bad's got a quirkiness to it. It does have a quirkiness, and... You know, I don't think there's as much character development in Ozark as there is in Breaking no, Bad. Yeah, you don't get the satisfaction of full character, like, transformation. Yeah. That is the, the good thing about Breaking Bad, is watching Walt, like, completely change. Uh, and kind of, like, marking the progress. This is, it's a little bit different. Because it yeah. isn't, like, Marty isn't degrading as a person. Like, I don't think... Marty specifically changes a whole lot throughout the show. Um, no, not really. Wendy changes. The kids change a little bit, but Marty more or less stays the same. And he's really the whole reason that they're there in this situation. Um, I guess you can kind of blame Wendy too, but I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess spoilers from here on out. I don't know what else to say about the show. Watch it if you like good crime television shows. It, the ending was actually pretty decent. Um, so don't worry about going into a show that you know sucks at the end. Cause I don't, I don't think it did. This last season so was really Game good. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, I feel like I should be talking about that cause Game of Thrones is getting a spinoff and it's coming out in August. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about it. I'll probably watch it. I don't know if the, the two guys are involved who ruined the, the end of that show. I hope not. You would hope not. I, but hope so. I, I have no idea. I also don't know if George R. R. Martin is involved because he was involved yeah. in the first four seasons of that show. <laughs> and then he left. And then that's <laughs> when it kind of started getting worse. But enough about Br- Game of Thrones. Let's talk about Ozark. Spoiler discussion. What Ooh. did you think of the last season, last part of the last season of Ozark? Um, I don't think it was consistent as the first three. Oh, okay. I think they did some minor things that kind of I didn't like, but okay. I think overall, I think I still really like it. Um, I'm not a fan of... Uh, Walking Dead has kind of like scarred me in this way. I'm not a fan of huge red herrings, okay, or anything like that to like build drama in an unnecessary way in a show that's already so stressful. So I feel like that car crash kind of oh yeah. I feel like that broke all momentum. I forgot that's I how the season started. That's yeah, that's how the season started. Yeah, and. The issue with doing that is that, like, in the last episode, nobody remembers the first episode. Right. At least if you're doing it like us and we're watching it as it's coming out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. There's no effect. It just seems like some random speed bump, like, in the episode. Plus, nobody was injured at all. And it right. was, like, it didn't even happen. So it was kind of like, 
okay, I, I, I see a TV bait when I when when I see one. <laughs> like I know what the, that's what they did. I, I thought that's um, how they were gonna kill Wendy. That's that's what I initially thought too, and then when I then then like it just didn't. There it was didn't. like some like family unification arc to it. I guess that was its purpose, but even that seems a little half-handed like i don't think that really was effective no i don't Um, you don't do that in the last episode yeah Uh, especially as the characters like the kids are like straight up going to leave wendy and and marty like right up until that moment yeah i feel like everything everything switched it feels like they took their time throughout the season building things and then they crammed it all into the last episode which is another tv thing i don't like which yeah. is weird because it usually doesn't happen to shows like this because that's usually what happens on TV, like that goes week by week, mm-hmm. so they can tease it through commercials and things. True. Um, so it's kind of weird that they got that here. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really like the car thing. Yeah, I feel like the ending was pretty decent from what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a gratifying ending, but it's like the more realistic outcome. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes sense for the show to end like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the cool thing about doing it that way is that like you get this regression of character, mm-hmm. like they were out and they got comfortable, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Jonah just switched back to season two Jonah, yeah, where he's like, you know, he's gone, uh-huh. um, and that stuck with him and came back at like the last second. So even just like Marty and Wendy being an influence, like you know, forgiven. And then all of a sudden, boom, you still do this to your children. It's still inside them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the good guys definitely don't win in the show. Um, but I don't no. think they needed to. I, I think that would have been weird. Um, which is odd because most of the bad people die. Yeah. Like, like the, in the first season, the main bad guy in the Mexican drug cartel dies in season two, the Snells die. Well, the Snell dies and Ruth's dad. Is that in season two? I think so. I don't remember. Uh, the Langmores also die. Uh, and then um, the lawyer lady dies in, at the end of season three. So, mm. like, in the show where the bad guys always die, it was weird to have one, th- probably the only good guy die at the end of this show. Yeah. Um, a little bit. That was a little bit sad. I I liked how it was handled though i thought that i think it was written well it's just like you know it's not a gratifying ending for viewers no which we aren't owed that so i feel like it still works <laughs> no but... it's the more realistic ending like you said yeah. um yeah. but there was like a second um so like the end of the uh, the show like the very ending there's like this pi guy he figures out that that wendy killed um her brother and that these ashes and this like cookie jar there's evidence in it and so then it's like jonah's like gonna shoot it looks like that jonah's going to shoot the private investigator but for like a split second i'm like oh he's gonna kill wendy and then it just cuts to black gunshot which is Mm -hmm. like student film ending um yeah that's like a very cliche i I looked it up and the director literally said like yeah he shot the investigator oh (laughs) okay well way to leave it ambiguous yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to leave it ambiguous, leave it ambiguous. But he came out and just said, no, that, that wasn't the intent. Oh. Which is weird because I would have shot that differently. Literally I would have. Yeah. You, that, that is one of my pet peeves. Um, yeah. You don't end and uh, you don't cut to black 
gunshot ending. Yeah. That and I understand that it's scary. awkward if like it goes to black after that, but like do like as an impact cut yeah. to black or something. Um, I feel like, you know, you should not do that. Well, you I, can wrap it up. I, I thought that like, you know, I think cause the show is very, I would say it's like pretty well written for the most part. Yeah. So like having that ending, I was like, oh, okay. So there is that ambiguity where you can like be like, well, did he shoot the investigator? Did he shoot Wendy? Cause Jonah has been like, like hating Wendy this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's like, if you want to do that, then keep it ambiguous. But if the, the, you know, the intent was to have it be that he shot the private investigator, you shoot that, you get the squib, you see him die and you see the, the impact and the, the reaction that everyone has. And then like maybe Jonah gives like maybe a slight smirk or something. So it's like, Oh snap, he's breaking bad. And then you end it. Or I, something think, like I don't that. think you need to go that far. Like, I feel like Jonah's expression was pretty set. I think yeah. just even gunshot overhead drone fade to black. That's all you need. Like there's just like an extra three seconds of clarification that can be done there. And then you're good. Something, something, but you need to feel or or leave it ambiguous and don't come out and say like, Oh, our intent was not for, you know, people to think he shot Wendy. I'm like, (laughs) that's the way you shot it. That's how, that's how it's perceived. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it makes sense with the series. It's, it's more disappointing in the fact that like, that really is how it ends. Even though it's the realistic way, you don't get the gratification of finishing a TV show. There's no. a lot of like openness to it, um, but but and like kind of the anti- anticlimactic way of just like you know character dead character dead yeah yeah like there wasn't a lot of drama to it or anything which again is more realistic but like no for TV writing it's kind of kind of weird Th- that was one of the things that you know I get like Ruth's death was a thing that was probably due to happen as soon as she killed Javi. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was going to happen during that confrontation when Camilla's like, she's holding the gun to Ruth and she's like trying to make her squirm a little bit. I thought that three was finally going to get some importance to the story. I forgot he was alive. I know three is like one of the, well, he's the last Langmore now. Yeah. Now he is. Um, and I thought that he was finally going to have to do something important for the show. Cause he's like barely in it. Mm-hmm. And then he Just like, kill he, he kills a cartel boss <laughs> and saves Ruth. And I'm like, Oh, that would have been like be really funny. satisfying to see. It was like, Oh, finally this guy gets a big story beat right here mm-hmm. at the end. That would have made it perfect for Marty to be able to get out. Cause both of the cartel bosses are dead. They have no obligation. Their only obligation yeah. would be to the FBI, I guess. Um, but that's easier. And that would leave it open for Ruth's ending as well. Cause like, I mean, it'd probably catch up to her at some point, but we at least get that openness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or like, cause you did this flashback where you start seeing Wyatt and stuff like yeah. an important character moments like that, even like up to her death. I thought that was going to be more of a prevalent thing. It kind of just got dropped. I, I would have liked that to even see like get introduced earlier in the season and maybe like as Ruth's making decisions, you have that kind of over the shoulder moment mm-hmm. um, because that's usually really effective, especially since she is like carrying the entire bloodline on her back <laughs> at this point throughout the entire season. So that could have been effective as well. 
that um, that's the weird thing is that they already yeah. did that and it was effective when Wyatt was seeing his dad. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be great if you did that again with Ruth, because again, that shows continuity throughout the character and throughout the, the lineage of the family. Mm-hmm. How um, they deal with grief is very similar. Yeah. 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 So I don't, there's a lot of like little things that like, okay, these could have been very much improved for stronger impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I, I agree with the way it ended. I think, yeah, it's just like I knew Ruth was gonna die. I'm like, what if she didn't have to though? <laughs> or like three is like not an important character, and even Charlotte in the season did zero. Mm, yeah, which she did that in season three as well. She got she had that like freak out, run away from home, Jonah thing, and then came uh-huh. back. And then as as soon as she came back home, she was just nothing for like two seasons. Yeah, they treated her like an assistant to Wendy. Yeah, which, and that's the only time she was on screen, really. Yeah, I think what they were trying to do, and they said it pretty explicitly in the last episode, I think they were trying to set up uh, that Jonah is a mini Marty and that Charlotte is a mini mm-hmm. Wendy. Charlotte is not a mini Wendy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Charlotte is a background character at this point. Yeah, which is weird uh, for... One of the main characters in the first two seasons to kind of yeah, get so she had a lot of development in the first two, and then she had this big climax moment of like running away, and then it just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I even with the Wyatt thing, she didn't even seem as affected. Like and that was a huge thing. Yeah, like she, I get that she was the one that turned uh, Javi over to Ruth. Um, and that, like, there's that where it's like, she did help Ruth track down the guy who killed Wyatt, but like, there isn't mm-hmm. a moment where you see uh, her be affected by Wyatt's right. death. When in the first, I feel like the first two seasons, like, they were pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like even a thing where like, maybe I don't re- I don't remember the first two seasons. It's been a long time. But I, I thought they were, like, kind of setting up, like, a romantic arc between those two. Yeah, um, I think they kept doing that. They stopped doing that and instead got Wyatt, uh, Darlene Snell. And whoever did that, they deserved to rot in hell forever. Uh, that <laughs> it, is, did, it did work really well in the story. It's just really strange. <laughs> it, did, it did. It was just, like, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did not, um, I did not like it. Yeah, um, it was uncomfortable. But, but it, did, it did work in... I don't know if the plan was to kill Darlene and Wyatt at the same time. And they were like, how are we going to make this work? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they would have given more thought than that, but who knows? I, yeah. I, I Just because that's like a weird way out. That is. Uh, I mean, it's definitely unexpected. Yeah. Um, and deaths are no, so nonchalant in the show. It's just like bullet dead. Yeah. Like, a lot of the drama TV I've watched, it's like there's more dramatics to it, or it's like someone gets shot in like the leg, and it mm-hmm. looks like they die, and then they're not actually dead, and then they come back. The show that doesn't do that, you're just dead. Usually, it's a one hit kill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, which I actually like. I, I do like it because it's a, it's a lot different than other shows where it's like over dramatic and stuff. Yeah, it, it kind of raises the stakes when you see a gun. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, whoever's on the opposite side, not getting out of it. Yeah. Even if they're shot, they're not going to make like a, a hasty recovery and be back in two episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they're getting shot once through the heart and they're just instantly dead, which is it's the way fine. to do it. It's the way to do it, I think. 
Unless like um, it's like that that shot in RoboCop where the guy is getting shot like twenty thousand times in the boardroom. You can do that. That's fun. Um, <laughs> it's fun, but it'd be a lot, it's a lot fun. of fun. <laughs> no, yeah. If, if you're going for realistic, then, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I think the first part of the season was probably a little bit better than the second part. Mm-hmm. They felt uh, a little a little in over their heads on the second part, just because there was a lot of things to wrap up and like movements to happen, and not a lot of characters to do it. Yeah, um, like they were kind of. A little stumped on where to go. Yeah. You know what? I take back. It's not as good as Breaking Bad. You've convinced me now that I've thought about it. (laughs) Um, Even though Breaking Bad isn't perfect either. No, but like the feeling I have when I finish Breaking Bad compared to the feeling I get when I finish this is it's that. Yeah. It's one of the best endings in in TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it it, it's enhances the whole series when you nail an ending like that because it makes everything feel worth it. Yep. This one, it just is like, oh, yep, yeah. this is how real life works. The, <laughs> the people with the money and the power win over everything. More people, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if that was, like, their intent going through the I mean, it's definitely thing. a big, big part throughout the show, and they keep bringing it up as just power yeah. dynamics and things. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious when the rich yeah. family, everybody survives in the end, and the poor family won out of eight yeah you killed an entire bloodline besides one person (laughs) and that one person was in the show for maybe half of it and had no character maybe twice a season and he shows up and says hey i still live here and then leaves yep what what's interesting is that he probably has like the best life out of everybody in the show because he's not involved that's not just gonna be like for his entire life that's true but they set up that like He's, like, pretty popular in school, and he has a girlfriend. Like, for the most part, he just has a normal life. Yeah. So maybe Besides it's good. The, the generational trauma that just got put on. True. Him. True. His his entire family was murdered. The existing, and then, like, now you've just, you've accelerated generational trauma by, like, five. <laughs> <laughs> you just sped up the process. I, I would say maybe he sped it up by three. Yeah. As a funny joke. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's some interesting dynamics and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't like hate the last season. I think it's still worth watching. It isn't one of those where it's like, oh, you know, the first three seasons are really good, but then you got to kind of stop like Game of Thrones. You don't watch. No, you this can one's watch definitely them. worth watching all of it still. Like, yeah. There's, there's like, moments throughout the last yeah. season. That definitely make up for some of the shaky writing. Um, like, I think, honestly, like, the end of part one of the last season where Ruth finds out that Wyatt's dead and she confronts Wendy is one of the best <laughs> moments in the show. Yeah, that's probably the best moment in the show. That, like, put me the most on edge. I, oof, man, I, I can still feel that, like, my heart drop every time I think about it. Um, so there's definitely good moments. Um, yeah, but, oh yeah. And yeah I, I, I think, I think overall I, I really enjoyed it still. Um, it's a good show. It's commentary is a little base level, but I think it's still very effective for what it is. And I mean, it's, it's a fun ride to go through. Yes. Um, 
it's it's different than Breaking Bad in the way that it's more realistic and how things would, you know, probably actually go. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, if you're more into realistic TV, then that's for you. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, they have the kind of brain to pick things apart and be like, that wouldn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those kind of people have it made with this show. Yeah. It can't happen in real life, so the show sucks. Give me another <laughs> There's one. a lot of people that do that. It's weird. There wouldn't be an episode about a fly. A fly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the best episodes. Or when you go to a neo-Nazi compound with a truck with a machine gun on the back and shoot up the entire <laughs> thing and then proceed to die on the floor and have all the cops come to you in a very dramatic closing moment. Hey, but Jesse made it out. Yep. So that's good. That's all that matters. And they made a whole movie about it. True. And then they named the hotel in Better Call Saul about after the movie. <laughs> I don't know who they think. That's not sneaky at all. <laughs> no, it's not. I like it, though. <laughs> they even, like, linger on it at the end yeah, and beginning cool. of scenes. It's like, this is the El Camino Motel. Do yeah, you guys. get it? Like, we made a movie, a movie on Netflix about it. It's called El Camino. It has Aaron Paul in it. Oh, really? It's true. I don't think so. It's all right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's all right. It's good. Um, stand up to Saul or Breaking no. Bad. Like, it's good. Yeah, I don't think Breaking Bad works in a movie environment. Even though it has Skinny Pete and Badger in it, two of my favorite characters True. in television, True. period. Um, it, uh, they're barely in it. If it was like Jesse and Skinny Pete and Badger, like just trying to figure it out like throughout the whole thing, I would applaud that movie for being the best movie ever made. But as it is, they're barely in it and they just give him some money and then he dips. Yeah. So we, that was kind of a couple tangents in there, but that was, it was less our, uh, that's my feelings on the show. (laughs) It's a good program. It's a good program. Uh, so we're going to have to next week is going to be crazy. Because we're going to have to somehow talk about Atlanta Season 3 and half of Saul Season 6. Yeah. Those those are (laughs) going to be... That's going to be a discussion. Uh, We have not seen the last episode of Atlanta, so don't spoil it for us in the comments. Do it. Even though we're going to be... We've seen it by the time it's out. (laughs) We're going to watch it tomorrow. Watch it tomorrow. (laughs) Just be aware. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to talk about Saul because uh, AMC has uh, antics, and I, I do kind of miss them. Breaking Bad has scarred me because it went downhill. But at the same time, it's like there was a tradition of everybody watching at the same time on a Sunday night and, like, live talking about it. And then, like, yeah. having this whole, like, mid-season break where everybody has to, like, theorize what's happening and everything. Did you mean to say The Walking Dead? Because you said Breaking Bad went downhill. <laughs> I, I did say Walking I meant to say Walking okay. Dead, yeah. I just wanted Breaking to Bad. double check. No, Breaking Bad went up. <laughs> it did. I would say, okay, this is my hot take. I think oh. that seasons one and season five of Breaking Bad are the worst. But okay. season five is better than season one. Yes. But Gus is just such a compelling yeah, character. True. As soon as he's dead, Uncle Jack does not stand up <laughs> no. to Gus at all. No. Uh, which is why Saul's so good. Because Gus is in it like all Gus the time. Gus is in it the whole time, and Saul's in it the whole time, which is yeah, yeah. two of the best characters. Yeah, and I, I meant I meant uh, Walking Dead, not Breaking okay. Bad. Okay, okay, um, that's fair. I was like ten when Breaking Bad was coming out, so 
I was eight because it was 2008. Oh, was it? Okay. That was when the first season came out. That's why everyone's using flip phones. Gotcha. Yeah. Because if it was like 2011, then they would have had iPhone 2s, I think. Something like that. Yeah. But That's right. Walking Dead had a brand new car in the middle of a zombie apocalypse <laughs> to promote Dodge. So. <laughs> That's it was awesome. awesome. It was like in the second episode. It was great. In the second episode? Yeah. Well, that's at least realistic. That's that's more realistic. It was just weird because everything's like gray, and then there's just like a fiery red like Dodge Charger, like the <laughs> new version that just came out in 2010. Heck yeah, brother! Well, I'm like this is gonna be a good show. Does that like? Great. Does the first season take place like immediately after the zombie? Apocalypse? Uh, like uh, a couple weeks. Okay. Or months. I don't remember exactly. So that's it. Is very good. It just goes down hill after like six i've heard that like the first two seasons are like particularly fantastic but i have not season one's kind of eh, and season two's kind of eh. but like oh. three four and five are like on par with like game of thrones i think there's there was like a kind of like a competition between the two when they were both going on <laughs> and they both fell down and they both horribly. like yeah went down <laughs> three through five for walking dead is just prime television okay I might watch it one of these days. Yeah, it, you, you'll you'll see when the decline happens, but the ride between it is like some of the best TV you'll see. Maybe I should check it out because I played the VR game and the VR game mm-hmm. is very good. I mean, but we could watch it too. We could add it to our list and something. I don't know. You're kind I'd like of to watch it again busy. to see if my opinion changes or not. That would be yeah. I'd be willing to watch like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we probably don't have to see all of it if it. Ends no, up I would bad. stop us at like. Honestly, season season seven, episode one, I would stop us. <laughs> okay, there's a very particular reason for that. <laughs> so we'd watch all of seasons one through six, and then the first yeah, episode six ends seven? on the biggest cliffhanger in TV history. So we'd have to watch season seven, episode. Oh, one. okay, okay. Well, but we can watch. I think it. that could be, it's it's very difficult to watch at points because uh, okay. it is like like triple A movie levels of gore, but they can't say the f word, <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I don't mind gore. Very nice. You can say the N word with a hard R, but you can't say the F word on that show. Well, Makes wait, sense. really? Yeah. The N word doesn't make it TVMA? It does. The whole show's MA, just because of like the amount of gore. But Then why can't they? Can't... <laughs> I don't know. They were allotted like two. So two. I don't know if it's an advertiser thing. Because oh, I know Breaking Bad did it more than they did. Yeah, they they were allowed to say whatever. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. AMC's a weird company, but it is. Yeah. We might do that eventually. Okay, since our shows aren't like insane. We got yeah. Well, we're about to finish The Wire season three, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna we're probably gonna start Barry after that. Yeah. Um, because I'm interested. I in Barry season three. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen Barry seasons one and two, but I love that show. That was it was it's a whole lot of fun, like it really is. It's not like now it, it, I don't think the season's gonna be as fun just considering how the last one ended. I forgot but. how did the last one end? Spoilers for Barry season two. <laughs> just <laughs> prompt spoilers for Barry. I think didn't he like get caught by uh, like Henry that, Winkler's wife or something? I thought no, that's how season one ended. Oh, that's season one. Ended? Yeah, and okay. then he kills her. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then season two, Henry Winkler's like a wreck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the end of season two, Fuchs and Barry have a falling out. Uh-huh. And then 
uh, doesn't Fuchs like start a war between the? Uh, are oh yeah, they, are they he Ukrainian? They might be Ukrainian. It's Ukrainian and Mongolian, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I might be I wrong know. about what East, Eastern European Serbian. thing they're a I part mean, of. Those two countries are pretty far apart. Yeah. Well, I, I know like that Serbian. they might be Serbian. I don't know. I know it's Mongolian oh, yeah, because I, I can I can picture the the the, the gang and the like. Gang. I know there that it wasn't like Vietnamese. I'm pretty sure it's Mongolian. Okay, yeah. um, but well, I like, guess we'll find out. Start watching. I guess we'll find out uh, after we finish the Wire season three. Um, but yeah, uh, next week join us for some new television programs. We're going to be talking about Atlanta and Saul. I'll probably briefly talk about the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi show. That's coming out on Friday. I'm very excited about it. I know no one else here cares about it, but I, I'm very excited, um, which I, is probably a bad thing because I'm going to be let down horribly. But I love you and McGregor as Obi Wan so much. I think more people are excited for this one than usual, just because it is. It's Ewan. Ewan. Everyone loves him, and Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. I don't know why people are excited about that because he's just going to be in a suit, and then they're probably yeah. going to dub him over. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, there was like, I'm not even really going to talk about it, but there was this huge Vanity Fair article that came out, um, that was detailing like the future of Star Wars shows. Like they said that the Mandalorian season three is coming out, uh, I think either this winter or early next year. Um, and then they talked about, uh, the Cassian Andor show, which is a Rogue One spinoff and people are excited about it. And I, I'd never, I don't Let's get it. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. That's probably, you know what? I'm going to go out. This is going to be a controversial take. Rogue One is the worst oh, no. star Wars movie. Yo, that's, that's a hot take. I disagree with that one. I don't even care. Really? Which one yeah. do you think is worse? One. Oh, you think the Phantom Menace is worse? Yeah. It's so boring. Actually, no, I want to say two. That's that's what uh, my go-to I was. Yeah, because I, I like I like the Darth Maul fight. Yeah, that one's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I I I think it goes Rogue One and then two for me, um, and then Rise of Skywalker. Last no, yeah, I'll do the Last Jedi and then Phantom Menace because I like the Darth Maul fight quite a bit. But everything else in that movie sucks. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, that's the only part of the movie I really care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they talked about the Cassian Andor show and it's like, it's supposed to be a spy thriller. You guys should be excited about it. It's coming out this summer. I'm like, I'm not excited for it. I will watch it, but I'm not going to be excited about it. I'm just bored and I'm addicted to Star Wars content. Um, so yeah, there was just some stuff about that. There was like, they interviewed Ewan McGregor and he was like, I'm really happy to be Obi-Wan again. Everybody hated me when those movies came out, but now they like me. So I'm glad to be back. <laughs> like, Oh, poor Ewan McGregor. Um, he's a very good actor. If you guys haven't seen the hit film train spotting and, um, you're not, uh, you're fine with being uncomfortable for an hour and a half. I would highly recommend it. It's all about Ewan McGregor being a meth addict. Um, and it, cool. it's it's the probably one of the hardest to watch movies I've ever seen 
but I haven't seen very many. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> enough about that. But we do have a little bit of uh, movie news. I'm probably the biggest Pixar fan in the whole wide world, and they announced a new movie that is coming out in oh, yeah, yeah, a year. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly. There wasn't a whole lot about it, but there is a little bit of a synopsis, so I'll talk about it. Is that this movie is coming out June sixteenth, twenty twenty three? Donald Trump's birthday, I think, or is that the fourteenth? Fourteenth, because Fra- it's Flag Day. Oh, of course. I, how could I forget Flag Day? I only know Flag Day because it's the day before my birthday. And it's really strange, <laughs> that you know. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh yeah, it's Flag Day. That's Donald yeah. Trump's birthday. I'm sorry, I'm a vexologist. Oh okay. You know what? That's fine. Um. So I guess two days after Flag Day, this Pixar movie is coming out. <laughs> Uh, it's called Elemental. Um, so I think they're trying to do like a Zootopia thing, but instead of animals, it's elements, I guess. Yeah, Avatar. Um, but instead of like bending things, they're just, they are those things. So it's just like fire. Yeah, I guess they're elementals if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but the, the only thing, yeah, this is, this if I take out, wait, I'll take out the mention of the elements and I'll just read um, the synopsis and tell me it doesn't sound exactly like Zootopia. A fiery young woman and a go-with-the-flow guy will discover something elemental, how much they have in common. That yeah, sounds, that sounds more like Zootopia. a rom-com. But it's yeah, the same, it's like... Still, it's still kind of Zootopia, though. It's the same dynamics. Yeah. Where Judy Hopps is a a fiery young police cadet and then uh Jason Bateman Fox is like, hey, I'm a cool guy. Which is a weird cast, but I actually yeah, it's uh, a weird cast. <laughs> I forgot who played Judy Hop. It, it worked. I just know that uh Jason Bateman plays the <laughs> the go with the flow fox. It's so weird. Um JK Simmons plays the mayor and Idris Elba plays the police chief. Let's go. That's awesome. Uh, oh, I forgot Shakira's in this movie, too. This is <laughs> yeah, the weirdest movie. In, what is it, Gazelle or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin plays Judy Hopps. I do not know who this chick is. So, Jason Bateman and a random chick. Uh, so, yeah, new Pixar movie alert coming out in a, a year. I guess uh, Buzz Lightyear's coming out in... Uh, three or four weeks. I know my friend Grant is really looking forward to it. I don't know why. Yeah. I I don't know. He just told me. He said, I'm really looking forward to light here. And I said, you're you're the anime guy. Why are you? I can't, I can't pin him anywhere. It's so weird. I know. What's weird is that we've started to agree on a whole lot more. And I'm like, who are you? Are you a, I don't, I don't know. I think he's ingested so much mid that his palate is becoming refined. <laughs> I know. He just goes to the movie theater and watches Moonfall and thinks nothing of it. Yeah. Now, it, it would take some serious mental gumption for me to, yeah. to build up he, the he's courage. He's refining his palate, whether he knows that or not. That's true. That's true. He is, I mean, he's definitely seen more movies than I have, and his tastes are still off. So he still needs to <laughs> see like a couple more. A couple hundred more. He's getting there. And then oh, he I might... Know like good movies and hate bad movies like the way it should be. Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that's it. That's it. 
I have that was it. Epic. So let's transition into the music segment of the podcast. Yes. Um, viewers on the main channel, I didn't have a video up last week because I'm a dumb idiot and didn't oh. record uh, the other people in this call, and I just recorded my voice, so it was really oh. weird. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. But we're we're back. Uh, so we'll um, jump right in again. I, I, if you want to watch last week's, or if you're interested, it's on a podcast channel. It's on streaming platforms. Basically, just went through Kendrick again and uh, the Smile album, which has yeah. continued to grow on me. Um, overall, it's like not as good as Radiohead mainstays, except maybe King of Limbs and Pablo Honey. I think it's better than those. Okay. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's kind of given. <laughs> um, yeah. But still very good. Very Moonshade Pool and King of Limbs-ish. Um, some of these songs are really, really, really good. Uh, and we'll do a Kendrick follow-up video in a couple weeks, probably, with our retrospective. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So we can do a formal sit down and talk about it because I feel like I need uh, pointers or notes. Otherwise, I just go free form all over the place with this record because there's too much to talk about. Yeah, I need to listen to it. I have not listened to it since a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I've out. been giving it the, the playlist shuffle test. So I'm figuring out mm. which ones I skip and which ones I don't skip. Okay. Uh, which ones have been skipped so far? Ones that are skips... Um, are Purple Hearts. Okay. And I really want to wa- like Rich Spirit, but it hasn't hasn't hit me yet. So. Okay. But everything else, fantastic. Die Hard was one that I thought I was not going to listen to, but Die Hard's like one of my favorites. Oh. Okay. It's so weird how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen to me. It's just like every time I'm like, I should be listening to Kendrick, and it's like I'm not in the right mental space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I have this like weird expectation I think a lot of people have that with this record because it's very personal to him, but it also touches a lot of people very deep. Yeah. So it's like, this truly isn't an uncomfortable listen at points, but other points it's just a vibiest thing where I just like lose it. There's some groovy cuts on here. Insane. Yeah. But we'll we'll make a full kind of review-ish retrospective of that album um, eventually. We'll let it sit for a little bit. But we did get tickets for the tour, so we are going to see him in August. Yes, um, which will be amazing. I, I uh, very excited. Three years, three years ago, me would be freaking out. I'm still freaking out, but it's you know a little bit more disconnected from being deep, deep into his catalog. But I think it's yeah. still going to be fantastic. And we get Baby Keem there, um, which is a huge plus because I've wanted to see Baby Keem live as well because his Doja shows are Cat. like insane. Yeah, Doja Cat's uh, jumping the weekend and coming on the Kendrick <laughs> tour. <laughs> no, she she's not. That w- the joke is that she's not performing. That'd be fun, though. It's just like, oh, sorry, my tonsils <laughs> need to get removed. Sorry, I can't go to the weekend tour. And then they're just like on the, the Kendrick tour. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're doing that in August. I am super excited. Got some yeah. pretty pretty good seats. Uh, okay. Ticketmaster is an awful corporation, and I hate it. So just know that. It took me okay. maybe like four hours to get these things. Um, okay. But we got them, so... Also, Kendrick, that little merch bundle thing is awful. I know which and why oh. you're doing it, but please have better merch on the tour. Yes, I would like um, good merch. Also, vinyls yeah. would be appreciated. At yeah, some I think that's just because the freaking supply chain is awful for him. That's true. We weren't able to get them earlier, so I'm sure a pre-order would be up later for him. Yeah, probably. Um, but that was that was all last week's stuff. Yeah, I don't even care about that. This week wasn't really not a lot happened actually. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about. Oh. Um, um, let's start with singles. Uh, Logic dropped a song, and it's actually really good. Yo, 
What? That's, that's the craziest part of this. Actually, that's not the craziest part of this week. Um, <laughs> okay. Logic dropped a really good song with DJ Premier. Uh, Vinyl Days. It's like five minutes. Um, I'm still not listening to your 30 song album, Logic, but this is a good song. There's a 30 so, song album? Or is that coming Yeah, he's, he's, he's dropping that uh, in like June, I think, or oh. July. Okay. But there, apparently there's 30 songs on it. That's too many. Honestly, like, that's way too much because. Well, this song, I'm going to give massive credit because, one, it sounds good. The beat's fantastic. And he doesn't recycle any lines. And he's actually funny in it. What? That has not happened since, like, 2014. That's weird. So, I don't know what happened. If DJ Premier <laughs> just, like, performed an exorcism and got, got good old Bobby Boy to just come back to his prime. Or what happened. But it's really good. Um, but, yeah, a 30-song Logic album is not what I'm looking for. Because... The man recycles the same scheme and lyrics uh, an insane amount of times. Um, and once you pick up on it, like it forever changes the way how you listen to his music because then it, it's, just, it's an eye roll every time he like <laughs> rhymes, get you with the Beretta because he did a fast staccato thing. And I'm like, you've said that a million times already. Yeah. So if he has subject matter to rap about, I'm all here for it. But uh, a lot of his previous work from like, 2018 to present has been recycling things and not really talking about anything of substance. Um, mm. But Vinyl Days, very good. I will, I will give credit when credit is due. Okay. That's good fair. job. Um, I know craziest this... part of this week. Okay. Did you know about this Minion soundtrack? I did not know about this Minion soundtrack. So there's a soundtrack coming out for Minions The Rise of Gru. I okay. think they dropped their first single this week. Um, and it has Diana Ross and Tame Paula on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's actually really good. What the frick? Um, it has Brockhampton on it, too. Yeah, so, so this Wait, soundtrack has St. Vincent, Brockhampton, Kelly Uchis, Caroline Polachek, Thundercat, Phoebe Bridgers, <laughs> Wiseblood, Gary Clark Jr., Her, Tierra Whack. What <laughs> the is actual this? minions are featured on here. <laughs> and RZA. How the frick do they get RZA? I don't know. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so half of these are cover songs. So we have Tierra Whack doing a cover of Black Hope Magic Woman by Santana. I don't know how that's going to happen. Oh. Like, what are you going to do with that? How does that fit oh. into a Minions movie? Okay, so here's what I was wondering. Because this, this Minions movie takes place in the 80s. Oh, okay. So, I yeah, these are... Yeah, they're all just going to do this covers. Is so of weird, this though. is weird that they're doing modern artists covering 80s songs. Yeah, and Tierra Whack doing a Santana cover, and it's like a slow Santana song. How is that even going to function as a thing? That being said, I really love Thundercat Fly Like an Eagle. That is, that yeah. is perfect. That, that actually matches perfectly. That, that's going to be great. Um, I think Brockhampton's song is original, because some of them are original and some oh, of them okay. are covers. Um, Funky Town St. Vincent would be interesting. I don't, I don't know how she's going to be a Funky Town. Yeah, so this is, this is going to be the craziest soundtrack. We had, we had uh, Judas and the Black Messiah last year and mm. Black Panther in like 2018. Um, minions, are, <laughs> minions are stepping up to the plate, you know? Don't compare. Minions are not, <laughs> minions are not sitting down. Are we I gonna... can't believe the first thing I'm going to hear from Wiseblood in three years is going to be on a Minions soundtrack. Yeah. This is yeah, that one's a cover. It's a Linda yeah, it Rodgers. I'm sure she's gonna kill it. She's she's amazing. She needs to drop a new record, by the way. She's um, all. There's also a song by Bleachers on here. Which oh is, yeah, uh, I forgot Jack, Jack Antonoff's producing the whole thing. He's producing the whole thing. Yeah, 
that's like the most important thing. Should have started with that. I, I was just reading from like the feature list and I didn't see him on there. But like, <laughs> yeah, he's doing the whole thing. Oh, um, frick. I might have to listen to the Minion soundtrack. Yeah, so the Minion soundtrack, don't sleep on it. I think it's out in July. So <laughs> I don't know why they went so hard for a movie that like not a lot of people are going to watch. Oh, I'm sure it's going to uh, do gangbusters. I will be buying a vinyl of the Minion soundtrack. Though, <laughs> so just be aware. What if the rest of it's really bad if they just released one song? I don't know. I feel like... What's with the caliber of artists on here though? Like, I'm kind of interested because I, I don't think phoning it in is like even a term for some of these artists. That's I feel true. like they always just give it their all. Like, I don't know. I don't think I can't buy a vinyl of this and display this. Like this soundtrack. I would definitely do this, and I will put it in the back of the video and every video, <laughs> and that's just going to be how it is. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I might do it if it just said minions, but there's pictures of minions on here. I don't yes. think I, I don't think I have the mental fortitude to <laughs> display that. Come on, you can do it one video. Do it like one video. Oh, I have a lot of goofy vinyls on. Oh yeah, you have the freaking JFK speech on your wall. Yeah, you that get, one's a mainstay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I could um, if I ever find the minion soundtrack. Yeah. I, I still, I still might cop that Peppa Pig vinyl just because we did do the reaction. It was, was pretty funny. Today. So it would sure be pretty. Fun. If I found it, I would, I would get it too. Yeah, just as a, it's a, it's a, it's a timepiece. It's a memory at that point. Yeah. Uh, also, twenty five dollars. The Brockhampton song is not an original. It's a Cool in the Gang cover. Oh, I was gonna say like, how do you do a cover with them? I don't know. I that's don't know. That that's an interesting. You know, thing to I, I guess the final album will probably be out after that, but that would that would be funny if that was the last ever Brockhampton song. That would be funny. Soundtrack. Yeah, apparently the only original songs there's the Diana Ross with mm-hmm. with Tame Impala, Verdine White Cool that's an original, and then okay. RZA Kung Fu Sweet is an original. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is interesting. This is interesting. I, I have this list that has all the songs on who they're covering. Okay. So you're so, telling me Brockhampton isn't going to be gay on the Minion soundtrack? They're just doing I a cover. Mean, uh, let me see if there's any uh, lines in Hollywood swinging. I doubt it. I doubt it. But, you know, it's cool in the gang. They like to be out there a little bit. Disney, once again, uh, suppressing this... LGBT. <laughs> this, this is Illumination, which is universal. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Same thing. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing any openly gay lyrics in this song from the 60s, unfortunately. Dang it. Yeah. That's oh, too well. bad. At least Brock Hampton are in the Minion soundtrack. That I is... hope they all dress up like the Minions and wear the, the overalls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could see them doing that. That'd be sick. I Just get a music video and just have them all. like It's a normal Brock Hampton music video, but they're all just in the Minion fit. <laughs> I would love that. It's like Tyler, the creator, making the Grinch soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's coming in July. So Epic. that'd be a really funny first reaction, actually. I mean, can. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> we might get Scott for that one. We might. Maybe stay tuned for that. Okay. Possibly. That's fair. Um the only record this week I have is the new Boldy James record, um, which I didn't know was coming out until the day beforehand, which is always like the best feeling. Yeah. It's like when you check like the new music drops and you see that and you're like, oh, great. Um, 
yeah, Boldy James and Real Bad Man. I think this is their second collab album, uh, Killing Nothing. I didn't listen to the Big Bad Boldy one from, uh, well, it was in 2020. It must have been like right at the end of 2020. Um, but Boldy's been probably my favorite member of Griselda as of late. I don't think he's missed since 2020. He's kind of been on this insane run. Um, he does this really cool thing that I really like where he just like, it's a producer and rapper album. He doesn't do like the varied production styles a lot. He usually just sticks with one person. He's got two with Alchemist. He's got two with Real Bad Man now. Mm. Um, I like that. I feel like I feel like there's an added chemistry when they just make whole records together. Yeah. Um, but this one's no exception. This one's really good as well. Um, I don't think it beats Bo Jackson at this point, just because like you know Alchemist is unbeatable really in its category. Yeah. Um, but the beats on here are fantastic. Still, I think the drum work on here is really really great. There's always a different kind of per- percussion going. Um, and the cool thing about, like, Boldy, Pusha T, all those kind of guys, is they'll rap about the same thing 100% of the time without fail, but it'll make it sound different and cool and really nice, like, every time, and I don't know how. Like, there's only so many ways you can flip one subject, but they keep making new ways to do it, so I don't under really... That's, like, really good writing. <laughs> but... Yeah. Delivery's ice cold. His flow is even better than it usually is. Um, he's just like soaring across these things effortlessly. Um, I don't know. He's kind of a cheat code for me because he's got this super laid back, like almost monotone flow, but it's super quick, super precise. Like it's just, it's, it makes you feel like the man. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's ice cold, like <laughs> super smooth uh, thing over these beats. Um, but yeah, this is really, really great record. Um, I think uh, 190 Bands, uh, Open Door with Rome Streets and Stove God, uh, Bojack, Sig Sawyer, all those are really fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, another great album from him. He's been on an insane run. I don't, I don't know if anybody from Griselda has even released anything better than uh, than some of his stuff in the recent years, um, or wow. the ma- main Griselda cast, I should say. But yeah, he's. And he's Midwest, so I get that extra level. Of, you know, <laughs> that's my guy right there. Yeah. Got to rip Midwest a little bit. Um, <laughs> I still think Major on McNichols is the best thing he's done. That's kind of like, uh, I've heard other people call it this too. It's kind of the, the modern day good kid Mad City, um, which I would agree with. It's an insane album. The um, which one? Uh, Major on McNichols. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's like good kid Mad City if you flip it to like Kendrick's kind of the observer. And that one, if you flip it on this one, Boldy's kind of like the, the participant, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. Um, so it's more first person than Good Kid. Yeah. It's less of a movie. Um, but still insanely good record. But yeah, th- that was uh, pretty much everything this week that I uh, really looked into. Oh. There might have been more. I've just been kind of, I don't know, last week was like the best week of the year because you got the smile and Kendrick. So both of those records have been... Hmm. In constant repeat. Yeah. Um, and we did Blur, which was, you know, insane. So Yeah. I've been going back to that one a little bit. That video will be out uh, today. Today. Later today. Or if you're on the YouTube channel tomorrow, usual schedule. Oh, um, yeah. It's weird. We're on multiple platforms. Now i got to do all this. If you're um, listening to the main podcast, it is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But... We'll have a retrospective out uh, after our new reaction. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rick, you just yeah. reminded me what we're doing next. Yes. Uh, but I do have a proposition. Um, oh, a proposition. I, I think uh, we deserve a treat. 
after Ooh. going through what we're going to go through. Mm. Um, so I feel like after our retrospective, I had the idea of mm. uh, we're still doing the ver- the viewer marathon, but okay. I think we each get to choose one album from it to react to. You know what? Uh, I am I am very for that idea. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot out there, and we're still going to get to a lot of these eventually. Yes, um, but there are some that are overdue. Yes, and there's some that we've been eyeing up for mm. a while. Um, so I think we can each get one. Like, we're just picking this one. Frankly, I think that's more than fair. Yeah, I think that's more than fair <laughs> after what we're about to go through. Um, yeah, you guys and don't I, I'm it. more scared of me enjoying it than than just listening to it. I, so. I put on the first five seconds, and I immediately <laughs> hated it. Yeah. I was revulsed. Yeah. I, the Cemetery Rainbow, Rainbow Bridge 3 is the record, by the way, that okay. we're getting next. Um, yeah. I, I've heard Cemetery on Fantano's New Music Friday stream. That's the first time I heard. Because, like, you know, usually I'll go in there and vibe out. That's how I get, like, new release stuff sometimes when mm-hmm. not everything's on my radar. Um, and then he'll go into that. And it'll be like, whoa, what just happened? I need to turn my volume down. Because, like, I'm just <laughs> doing it in, like, the background or whatever. And it just, like, blasts. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to get Bab Jab for that one. I don't know if he's going to. We're going to see. We'll see. Try to. Um, but we'll see. That's going to be a interesting record. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm kind of dreading it, if I'm being honest. But... I'm dreading it, but I feel like I'm going to get immersed in it, which is going to suck. Um yeah, this is going to be Corey Feldman part two for me, I think. It might be, yeah. This is uh, 16 I'm curious, songs. though. I want to see if there's any <laughs> hidden gems in here. There's got to be something good in there. I um, mean, you would think. I don't know. You would think. But no progress on any post-tracks stuff or swans or anything. I've just been kind of sitting with soundtracks for the blind. Um, I've, I've, been feeling, I've been feeling like I need to just chill on it for a bit since okay. I got Kendrick and everything to dissect. Yeah. The Swans albums are way too dense and like emotionally uh, emotionally devastating to deal with. Mm. Um, so that's kind of just ones where you're like you get the feeling where you're up for it and then you do it. Even today I was kind of looking like, do I finish To Be Kind? And then I looked at the track, uh, at the two-hour length and I'm like, that's a lot of time for me to be sitting here. I'd rather do something else. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to them eventually. Um, but that's pretty much all I have. We, I am going to be introducing a new thing in the retrospective. Uh, this is a thing that I didn't want to do for a while, but I feel like I'm up for it now. Um, I have an album of the year account. Uh, I can rate albums one through a hundred or zero through a hundred on there. So oh. I'm able to categorize every reaction we do and put them in separate lists. So oh, that's we'll have fun. lists with scores of everything. Um, and, I was so against scores for a while just because, like, it is such a... It's a stupid thing to put a number on a piece of art, but, like, for ranking things and everything, it it helps a lot. Um, and Rate Your Music was cool, but it's only out of five stars, and you can only go... You can go half intervals, but that's still... I feel like it's not open enough. Mm-hmm. Plus, I hate the community on Rate Your Music. They're very <laughs> elitist, and I don't enjoy a lot of the commentary on that site. Yeah. Um, Album of the year, there's like different ranks of like donators. You can see all Fantano scores and other people. Uh, and the people that actually do write ups are a lot more like they're, they're better write ups. A lot of rate your music stuff can boil down to this artist is stupid and pretentious. And that's what I thought before listening to it. And after listening <laughs> to it, they're stupid and pretentious. Yeah. Or like, I don't like this guy's politics, bad score. Or I don't like this, whatever. Right. Album of the year is a lot less polarizing. It's more of an open area. Okay. Um, so 
we'll, we'll have those provided. Um, yes. Do you want that linked on the podcast instead of Rate Your Music? Um, yeah, I haven't been doing Rate Your Music. Okay. For a while. I feel like I'm more updated on album of the year now. Okay. Um, so we can probably update that. If you guys are interested, I'll put it in the description. Um, It'll be in the, in the description. Yeah. I think there's more of a, a community aspect to that site, too. Okay. But I like ranking things from zero to 100. And a lot of the times when I just, like, instinctively go through all the records I've listened to, which I haven't put in all of those because it's, like, I forget about a lot. Yeah. Um, but doing zero through 100, you just do a number that, like, feels right. And then you look at your list at the end, and you're like, wow, I actually really agree with all these rankings. <laughs> so it's weird that it, like, is actually effective. But... What what number did you give Corey Feldman? Uh, two, I think. <laughs> there was one thing that you liked about it. We want to change was so funny that I had to bump up the point. <laughs> you know what? I agree with that. I'd give yeah. it a two too. Yeah, I don't think long about the the scores. It's whatever like I remember it being, and whatever like pops into my head. Okay. And then I just do it, and then it turns out to be right like ninety percent of the time. That's good. I I tend to rate things too high. And I, yeah, I, I thought I had that issue too that. until I started doing it. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I agree with that. So I think I just like a lot of things. I, well, yeah, I like a lot of movies. I, do too. I, yeah, I, I tend to be I, a little bit more particular when music. I think most of my scores are like high 70s, low 80s. So okay. it, it's still kind of, I don't know. I think everybody's scale is different. Yeah. But I mean, I put most things in high 70s, low 80s. That makes um, sense, though, because you like everything. Yeah. Besides the things I don't. I accidentally rated Peppa Pig higher than Hawaii Part 2, and I realized that. I'm like, frick, I should change that. <laughs> that was the one thing where I went through, and I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just give Peppa Pig a higher score than Miracle <laughs> Musical? Yeah. That's I evened them out. Now they're even, though. Okay. So. I don't, <laughs> I still... just funny. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually gave yeah I gave Peppa Pig a thirty five, oh. and then American uh, Musical a thirty five, and Drake Scorpion a thirty five. Drake Scorpion a thirty five. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I haven't listened to Drake Scorpion, so good. <laughs> I haven't listened to any Drake record, frankly. Good. If I may be so bold as to okay. out myself as a, I actually give Corey Feldman a one. I'm gonna change that to a two right now. Yeah, give it give it a two. We wanted changes. Uh, Probably the best racist song I've ever heard. Yeah. Whether it's sure. intentional or unintentional. It makes me laugh. It's funny. Uh, yeah. That'll be a thing. Well, I'll link that um, just so everybody knows what the rankings are. And I've done it for the past ones as well, so you can go in and view those too. Epic. If you're ever curious about if you're a score or into person, I know some people are. We should just um, put our scores in the description. For I just hate doing that unless things change, but like we could. I feel no, like I'm, I, I'm more confident in my reviewing ability now than I did before we started doing reactions. Like, because we did give scores channel. when we started. Yeah, we did, and then I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and now I'm kind of backtracking on that. I feel like I'm more able to do that now than I, than I used to be able to. I feel more confident because I feel like my palette's a lot bigger than okay. it used to be. I mean, mine is too, but I still don't yeah. like the majority of what we're doing <laughs> or it's like I, like you know i'm not gonna be going back to flaming lips or something like that where it's like eh. no and i don't think we necessarily need to I, I view it more as like objective like like these are records that people think are really good and that are rated highly i want to give them a listen mm -hmm. um 
and then basing it off of that more than just like personal replaying value. That's true. Yeah. But then there's other records that I rate very high that are like, these are fantastic. I listen to them all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I sit with that on, on music. I yeah. feel like the majority of like, you stuff. could treat it the same as movies too, I suppose. Yeah. Just like take the product without like. That's like true. The, do I personally return to it a lot? Angle. The thing about movies for me is that I hardly ever watch the same thing twice. I yeah, exactly. I, I mostly just watch thing new things because I have so much I haven't seen. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm wasting time if I'm going back and rewatching something unless it's with someone. If I'm rewatching something mm-hmm. with someone, then it's like okay, then I'm showing someone something. Yeah, and I'm. Getting I think that's that's how I treat music mainly. Yeah. Besides the uh, the ones I do go back to, which in the grand scheme of things, like if I if I search it out myself, I usually give it a week or two in my playlist. Okay. If it's a if it's a reaction video, if it really hits me, then it stays in my playlist. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like movie. It's different than movies, but like I treat it kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel confident scoring things music-wise because yeah. I, I don't think I'm there yet. Well, you have your playlists though, so you can do your playlist, and I'll just do I this do. List. I do have I losing like and winning. A, that that's a cool way to do scoring without being like, here's a number that has to be. What that's this true. Is. That's true. Just all the the songs I like and don't like. Yeah, exactly. So, but my losing playlist is pretty scarce. There's. Uh, yeah, pretty, good pretty much all angelic to the core. There's one Kate Bush song and three <laughs> Blur songs. <laughs> it's not bad. Though. No, it's not. Usually they're they're more uh, to them. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. And I have to find a a new celebrity before this new retrospective to get my pictures. True. Um, but you know that's pretty good. That's your little update corner. If, okay. if anybody else listens to the whole thing, you get some insight on what's happening next. There you channel. go. There um, you go. I have but, some news that yes. I just found out, and it's probably going to make you cry. Okay. Tonight, as of us recording this, we're recording this on Saturday, May 21st. Tonight is going to be Pete Davidson's last night on SNL. What? It's true. He's leaving the television program. This is all Kim Kardashian's fault? And Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, he certainly hasn't graduated in comedy. No. So it's like... Not yet. You know, you haven't hit that point like most of them do. What's weird is that he's, like, leaving before he's ready, but Keenan is still on SNL, and he's yeah, that the is best weird. person. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's like Keenan's playing, like, sixth grade PE when he's a senior. <laughs> That's true. Keenan's great. I love Keenan. He was the best part of Good Burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was my little heartbreak news announcement. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. All that in twenty-seven minutes. That's crazy. How are Short we able music to session we had in a while? That's true. Well, I guess uh, next week podcast will probably be long. So oh, buckle no. up. Buckle up. We're going to have things to say. But. Many. Yeah. But for now. That's podcast. Happy Flag Day. Easter. And Shalom.